Howdy friends and welcome to the Full Disclosure Farming Podcast. I'm Erica. I'm a business school graduate turned farmer's wife. And I'm Joe. I'm a college dropout with a master's degree from the University of Hard Knocks. Together we run several successful farm and ag businesses. Let's get brutally honest about all the issues facing our generation of farmers and ranchers. Hello, pod people. What is going on in podcast land? We are back from Syracuse. Yep. And it has been kind of a whirlwind couple weeks, huh? Yeah, so our last episode was Catherine Cleveland. Um, That was her longest episode to date. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's going to be a favorite, Mm -hmm. don't you? Oh, yeah. It seems like... From the oodles of messages I've received about it, it's 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 definitely a thing. Yeah. So what's been going on around the farm? It's been frigid. Yeah, it's been a big bucket of dog shit. I mean, we're kind of prepared for it. I don't think I got I got a few water issues, goal sheet that I want to handle for next year. But for the most part, um, tomorrow's gonna suck a big bag of dicks because all the shit is gonna unthaw or thaw, and there's gonna be oodles of poop. To spread? Poodles of oop. Poodles of poop. Uh, to spread, yeah. So we're going to be at that all day. I'm mildly regretful that I didn't tap. I wish we were tapped right now. But the problem is is it's a five-day or six-day project. And I do not like as many soft maple trees as we tap. I do not like to tap in uh, sub-zero yeah. or single-digit temperatures. It's really easy to split a tree. So we're not tapped. We should be tapped. I wish we were tapped, but you it didn't only, work. It just yeah. didn't work. Um, we're waiting on some parts for one pump, and I was bamboozled and flamfoozled because I was going to tap, and then Miss Mrs. Erica got me to go to the New York Beef Producers Association meeting, and where me and her very very gladly accepted the. Beef Promoter of the Year Award. Yep, we did. We received that award from the New York Beef Council, Promoter of the Year, so we were pretty excited about that. Yeah. It's kind of funny that our TikTok started, and then we started the podcast, because TikTok called for us. Yeah, ultimately our TikTok content led us here to this podcasting space. uh, The podcasting space is ultimately what led to the award, I would say, for the most part. They pretended we didn't have a TikTok. I Which, think. I don't know. your TikTok would be fine, but mine's not. Yeah, and, mine, I, and, and I mean, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I, I mean, I the Beef Council's a, a government, like, ran program. Like, I understand that, that they don't want to, like, stamp their name on people that be out here cursing. Cursing. Yeah. Your TikTok is so mild. And uh, you're, you're, you're far better of a TikToker in respect way. Right. You know, my TikTok is a fucking wild train wreck. You know, and your TikTok is edited and... Right. And there's value in both of that. It was wonderful. To reflect on the conference, we met some people that I think will be very involved or crucial to this going forward. There was two couples that we met. Well, one listens to this podcast. Zach, what's up, buddy? Yeah, I mean, we met a lot of cool people yeah. that I would yeah. like to like stay in contact with, and you know, just keep continue to build. Yep, yeah. yeah. wonderful people. Um, was embarrassed by some boomers. Nothing new there. Nothing new there. It's fucking boomer one on one. Like make a fucking scene. scene. Yeah, it was cringe. And then it was so cringe. So Amanda Radke, 
who was the guest keynote speaker. Yep, Friday night's dinner keynote speaker. Which, if you guys want a little fun fact, me and Miss Amanda Radke, uh, I competed in extemporaneous speaking in FFA, and she was telling a story while we were in the I, hospitality room. It was beer and snacks. <clears throat> yeah, it was it was wonderful. Yeah. And uh, so me and Amanda got in a conversation, and she, she started telling about how in 2006 she was in extemporaneous speaking in Nationals FFA convention. And I'm like, ha, I competed there too. Let's get into the, let's dive into the main topic. So I don't know what the title will ultimately be, but I had penciled in Ag Community Guidelines for 2024. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're turning the crest into a new year. We There's some things we would like to leave behind. Some things we'd like to see more oh, of. Like behaviors of like yeah. things oh, that happen yeah. Yeah. in Bo the community. Show. Yeah. Both show. So let's define the egg community. Like what does that mean to you? What does it mean to me? What does it mean to you? You start. The first thing that pops in my mind is always the stories you see on the internet where like some guy died and all of his neighbors showed up with their combines and like finished harvesting his crop for his family. Like that kind of supportive, you know, lean on each other, take care of each other, come together to get things done is what I would like it to mean and be to everyone. Why are you smirking at me? Because I feel you and I love that and it makes me proud. But the problem is, is all them farmers wait till somebody's in a fucking casket to be a good person. You're right. And you know I'm right. And that, and so... So here, all right, scenario, this fucking guy dies and, and, and the community comes together. In 10 days before the fucking community comes together, they're all shit-talking each other at the feed mill. Right, at your coffee clutch? What did you do the week before that guy died? You shit-talked like, that person. Yeah. So this is where this generation... Which generation? This ours. ours? okay. Needs to step the fuck up. Yes. And, and I'm guilty of it, so I'll stand here and I'll be guilty... All fucking, I'll be guilty. I've shit talked people who plow. Plowing is stupid, but but that's your you, opinion. But that's my opinion. And if you need to go plow to get your fucking rocks off, go do it. I don't care. As long as it does not affect my business, go do whatever you gotta do. You can do whatever. I'll give do. a fat shit. Right. But here is where the line is drawn in the sand. I shall never, and I've never done it. And I will stand on this mountain. I've never went on social media and said that farmers are ruining the planet because they plow. Right. And that is where we as farmers need to do a better job. There's two creators on TikTok. The, the problem is, you guys, is this. Both of these creators, one of them's going to hit home with 90% of the people who listen to this TikTok. Because he starts fights all the time. Hungry Man Butte Ranch. Is that really what it is? It's Butte Ranch. Hungry Man Butterhole, Hungry Man Butters, Hungry Man Butthole Ranch, whatever you want to call him. (laughs) He is absolutely not a friend to the farming community. I agree. And if you don't follow his narrative... You're shit. You're shit. What do we care if you're organic? Good for you. Fuck, one of our biggest customers is feeds grass-fed jersey beef good for him great i in fact someone that's what sets your ass on fire 
rock on with your bad self. Someone posted in one of the Facebook groups the other day, I'm looking for all grass-fed, grass-finished, grass-blah-blah-blah, the whole deal. And I'm like, the only one that I know in western New York that checks all those boxes is him. Yep. And I tagged him. And you know what? He supports our business every year. Why the fuck shouldn't I support his? Absolutely. Whether I agree with it or don't. So to summarize that, what are we calling in for 2024? Be better farmers. Be better advocates for agriculture. Yeah. So if you can't fit the bill for something, tap on a friend. Tap on a brother. Well, I think that, and I think here's another thought and theory. In this area right now, we have two, two dairy farms who believe they need to be the biggest dairy farms in the world. That's their dream. Good for them. I think we need to be like, all right, that's their choice. That's what they want to do. That's what they got to do to, to f- fulfill their life. Right. Let them go fucking do it. Sure. <laughs> Clayton, factory farmer, they have not done anything to me that has made me feel like I I was I was wrong. You're right. Well, that's a good thing. Right. But my point is, is people hate them because... They're big. They're big. And that's shitty, yeah. I think. We're casting out fact the word factory farm in 2024. Oh, yeah, we are doing that. Except for if... Um, if Clayton never comes Clayton here. Clayton Phelps and Blakea, Blakea Phelps, Get you're you. the only factory farm. But if Clayton doesn't come here to talk with us, then we can't yeah. We can't do that topic. He is being a bitch about that. Oh, Shy nice. guy. Yeah. So another thing we're calling in for 2024 is integrity. Mm, and very much so, so a good example of this... Uh, I'm in a local Facebook group called, like, Find Your Farmer in Western New York or something like that. And a lady posted and said, you know, I'm looking for beef. I want it to be, I don't know what all her criteria was. I think she wanted organic. I think she wanted, uh, it might have been the same woman you're talking about, grass-fed, you know. Was on the East Aurora in the page that I troll? No, it was on Find Your Farmer. Oh, you're not there because I embarrassed the world. Yeah, no, we're not doing that. Um, but anyway, a bunch of people <coughs> tagged us in the comments, tagged Yankee Beef in the comments, which I liked the comment because I appreciate yeah, the recommendation, yeah. but I did not message this woman mm-hmm. because I know that she's not interested in what we're yeah. selling. Mm-hmm. So a couple days had gone by. Obviously, nothing happened. I didn't message her. You know, sure. the post went on. And she messaged the farm page and oh, said, hi, I'm like looking for information about beef. Like a bunch of people recommended you. Can you answer these questions for me? And it was like 10 questions. Really? Like, are you organic? What do you feed? What do you do with hormones? What do you do with antibiotics? You know, like a whole laundry list of things. Oh, shit. So, but the, right, so the first one yeah. was, are you organic? The second one was, are you grass fed? So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go down through and I'll answer these briefly. So I was like, no, we're not organic. Like, no, we're not exclusively grass-fed. Obviously, they eat grass for, like, most of their lives, but there's other things in their finishing period. Um, You know, I went on and on and on, and, like, by the time I got to, like, the fourth question, when my answer was no to all of her prior questions, I said, if you want me to keep going... I'm happy to explain more about us, but I already know that we don't fit what you're looking for. I said... I'm grateful that you reached out. I said, I know people tagged me in your thread, but the reason I didn't message you is because I know, like, we don't sell what you're looking for. And her response was, oh, my gosh, like, thank you so much for just being honest. Yeah. Like. Easy. Admitting, not admitting, but, like, just straight up, like, hi, I don't have what you're looking for. Like, wish you all the best. Like, she was floored. And I was like, she really shouldn't have been surprised by that. Like. 
Right, so that's uh that is a clear depiction of she has been bamboozled. Yeah, or, or, so I want to, in addition to integrity, I want to take us left and say to anyone who's selling anything, but, you know, specifically farm products, not every customer in the world needs to buy from you. Mm-hmm. There is a consumer for you, but you're not for everyone, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You don't need to appeal to every soul on planet Earth. So, with that being said, here is a very, very thing that the reason I get wrapped up. When you go to, and I'm not saying all, but I'm saying most. When you go to most grass-fed farms, they will throw me and you the fuck under the bus. To sell their product. Yeah, and that's kind of where we're headed. Right. In so this episode, that's a fucking ultimately, problem. is where we're landing on the promoting yourself by making other people look bad. Right. Thing. The fear, fear marketing. Yeah, fear-based marketing. And I'm that's gonna out. tell you right now, if if I catch someone fear marketing on any social media platform, we're going to battle. Yep. And there's a ton of. I mean, I mean, I think Amanda Radke. And I know, like, Brandy Buzzard. That was the biggest thing she like, said. Do you follow Brandy Frobos? No, I don't follow anybody. It's Buzzard's Beat, I think, or... Buzzard's Beef? Buzzard's Beat. It's a blog, and then, oh, like, Brandy no. Buzzard. I don't listen to G- blogs or... You don't listen to... It's... Blogs are written. Oh, <laughs> okay, welcome. I don't read either, Anyway. So. <laughs> um, her big thing is, like, she'll screenshot yeah. other people's, like, fear marketing and share it and be like, Hi. Hi. The beef you get in the grocery store is safe. Yeah. Okay, they're not pumping it full mm-hmm. of shit. It's not full of fillers. Full of GMOs. Right, it's not. Just because it's a different color doesn't mean it's poisonous. So, like, and I want to speak to this because something happened just the other day that, and I don't even think I talked to you about this. Maybe I did. I mess- messaged uh, Brian Bliss about the guy that's the new salesman. No. Okay, and I'm not going to call any names out, but a certain tractor dealership where JJ goes to school, mm-hmm. sells blue tractors, mm-hmm. hired a guy for a salesman who in the middle part of the state, or I don't even know where the fuck in Pennsylvania, whatever, but this kid had advertised non-GMO beef several times and threw other farmers under the bus to sell his fucking product, and now he works for a tractor dealership selling his pro- selling tractors. Two farmers that he threw underneath the bus. The hypocrisy is absolutely fucking astonishing. To be clear, anyone that's listening, (coughs) all beef, GMO free. Right. You You cannot genetically go into a cow and modify it. That's not how this works at all. His biggest punchline was non-GMO beef. I sell non-GMO beef. And me and me and Brian got in many like answer our questions. And he just used a question to create more fear. Yeah. And now he works for a tractor dealership in our town. Yeah, there's quite literally not enough time left in this day for me to address all my feelings on these fucking made-up bullshit labels that right. people use Factory to sell their farm, products. Right, non-GMO, like... Antibiotic-free. Antibiotic-free. All like, the meat in the, in the grocery store world. is no, antibiotic-free. Okay? Like, I need, I need, like, signs. I need, I need signs. I will say this. I do really, really, truly feel like 
like America switching gears and maybe coming back to us. Pivot. Yeah, there's a big pivot pivot going on right now. And I really feel, and, and the funnest part of the whole thing is that I don't give a fuck what the price of the grocery store is. We beat it. We beat it every time. Yeah. So another thing, go back to the NYBPA, because I did go there this weekend and I did learn that new we are we are kind of in a honey hole. I did not realize that New York was this turning stone, if you will, where like Minnesota is trying to like help us in the checkoff. Oh yeah, the Dakotas spend buku bucks in New York State of their checkoff money because what, we're such a pivot point. We're such a that's what paid for our video promo. Yeah, was yeah, one of yeah. the Dakotas. I think South Dakotas because we are. We are rich in in consumers. Right. Eight, there's 80 million people in New York City right. that's within an, a day's drive, you know, right. eight hours of us. Right. So and we we're are, like the farthest yeah, away. Yeah, we are rich in consumers. And I guess I didn't realize that. Right. I, I, didn't I love, really, it, they definitely made it more clear. Yeah, I love Davis's. Davis was the girl that presented at the council meeting we got invited to. I think it was her story or analogy was South Dakota can't spend its checkoff money in South Dakota because they're preaching to the choir. There's they're advertising no beef to ranchers. Like, that doesn't make any sense. This like, is the one and only thing that has held us in New York They need to send State. their money yeah. to somewhere where people don't understand and actually need beef promotion. Right. I'm sorry. I just saw that. I saw that thing. <laughs> I have a little wooden cutout of Jesus. And he's hanging above the doorway, and it says, I saw that underneath him. And it's, I mean, I have a weird sense of humor, but I think it's funny. Um, anyways. Things that are out for 2024, comparison. What do you mean? Oh, I think you have to compare. Yeah, but there's ways to do it. Like, comparison is the thief of joy. Like, you're proud of yourself for doing something, and then you start comparing yourself to other people, and it automatically makes you feel less. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, the thing with comparison is it has to be apples to apples. So, like, the person down the street that has four beef cows and then they see us and how much beef we sell and they, like, envy that. They're like, oh, I wish I could sell. You know, it's like you quite literally couldn't because you don't have the animals for it. So, (laughs) don't compare yourself to me. You're just going to make yourself feel bad. Like, I'm saying comparison as a motivator is healthy, but make sure it's apples to apples and don't like, don't put yourself up against somebody. Yeah, well, just to make yourself feel bad, like be not be better to yourself. I think that to speak candidly, I think that none of us know what another person is living. True. You know, I mean, you don't know what's in my head. You don't know, you know, fuck, I don't know what's in your head. Actually. That's actually my next note. It says hidden struggles. Yeah, so, I mean, we don't know. I mean, I don't know what 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 bothers you, and what bothers you don't mean a fuck to me. Right, you know? I mean, I'm talking to the listeners right now. I'm not talking to you. Like, what is that one thing that's kind of been hanging out in the back of your mind, like, bothering you, like, that feeling, and you just can't shake it lately? Everyone has one of those. It's dying of cancer for me. Yeah, I know. You've told me that before. Yeah, I fucking, it, it scares the fuck out of me. You know, I just found out a, a friend of mine has prostate cancer, and it's like, you know, fucking guy's only, like, 58 years yeah. old. Like, you realize, like, you look down, and it's like, man, you know, the biggest thing that I've 
like thought more and more about is, man, I'm in my fucking prime right now. I better live like I'm in my prime. Right. Well, my point is like, okay, so that's like always on your mind, always. upsetting you. Yeah. Like everyone you meet has, has something, something yeah. that's upsetting to them yeah. in some capacity. Yeah. So giving yourself and others grace through 2024. Yeah. Yeah. I think is a big deal. Yeah. I think that we, we spend a lot of time comparing and thinking like we're, you know, like, and, and I mean, just this week, like, oh, fuck, them other guys are tapped and I'm not. Yeah. I'm going to go broke. We got to make a, I got to make a TikTok that's like, we're farmers. Of course we, you know, where they like fill in the blank. I had a couple good ideas came to me today. Okay. I'm popping on my soapbox here. Um, Soapbox. What's out for 2024 is comparison and promotion. So let me paint a picture first. The biggest blessing to me, and I think what should be the biggest blessing to everyone in agriculture about the United States, is that our consumers have choices. Right now. For the time being. Endless choices. You want something grown this way? Get it. You want something in this specific breed grown this specific way? Get onto Google, you will find it. Mm-hmm. Okay, the plethora of choices is an absolute blessing because it means yeah. that you can differentiate your product. You can, you can get what you want from someone else yeah. and sell it, and there's someone out there that'll buy it. And you know what? And it seems like in the agricultural community, if you will, there is a person offering the choice you want. Literally anything. Um. And I'm just going to use this quick example uh, that Aaron, Aaron Perkins. Yeah. Blonde. Blonde a- Aquitaine cattle in Green. I have a Greenwich, fucking idea of what a blonde Aquitaine is. I don't care to know what it is, but I hope they sell as much beef as they possibly can. Yeah. I, and and they're, they have, they're passionate in the fact that, that blonde Aquitaines are what is right. Yeah. And you know what? Good. Yeah. Good. But my point is, is, is here is some folks. Who picked a breed, and the key is this. If you're a consumer, or even a farmer or producer, passion. 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 Love for what you do. Yes. Not hatred for, for what, what other others people do. do. That is the big the fucking difference. common difference. Yeah. Like, that is it. So, in that there's a lot of choices, we also have that as big or bigger variety of consumers. So. Yeah. Like I said before, not everyone is for you. I know that not everybody I meet is going to be interested in buying Yankee beef. Yep. That's fine. They can find something that suits them. <coughs> Do I think that my product is the best? Yeah. Yes. That still doesn't make it a fit for everyone because we're back to choices. Right. So. Right. The slinging mud thing is ultimately where I wanted to get with this point was like, stop, quit throwing manure, 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 manure. Oh my goodness, Amanda, in your damn, she said manure like 40 freaking times. It did give us a chuckle. Manure. And we're like, like, who the fuck is manure? Yeah, but we're New Yorkers, so we're very manure. Manure. We're very nasal. Shit. Like, we do vowels weird here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whatever. But either way, quit throwing shit at your fellow farmers. So, and and, uh, as much as I completely, completely have a problem with this speech, Don Schiffelbein. Yep. He said... There's only 2% of us left. 
And if there's fighting inside of that 2%, you're done. We're in fucking trouble. Yeah, he said if, there, he is, if you're he only 2% wrong. of the population, you damn well better band together because yep. your voice is already small. Yep. And by inner, inner fighting, you're only making it smaller. And so we've addressed this. <coughs> actually, we addressed it with Catherine was that we felt like in our experience, the majority of the hate that we get on TikTok is from other farmers. Yeah, so um, so I have to be honest. I mean, I've had, you know, because I'm a badass. <laughs> I'm joking. But anyways, I, my two, they're pinned at the top of my, day, my page. The two most viral videos I had were the calf running away from its mom and me feeding monster to the baby. Mm-hmm. 90... And I mean, I'm I'm like throwing this out there, but as a guess, yeah, as a guess. But I'm gonna say not less than ninety percent of the comments were positive. Yep. And I just posted a fucking video of me feeding cows, and it was just like a filler video. I I try to post at least two videos a day. Some guys like you're feeding some farmer. Very clearly, some fucking farmer was like, "Wow, you're only you're feeding too much roughage and not enough snaplage and distillers," and it's like you've seen eight fucking seconds of this video, and you apparently can see my ration. Some kind of expert. You're some kind of cockspert. Is <laughs> I what knew you are. You're say fucking that. knew you were gonna say that. You knew I was gonna. You're a cockspert. <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay. But this guy clearly had a fucking opinion on what I was feeding. Yeah. And I don't give a fuck what you have to say. Like, you could not. I could not possibly. And, and because I'm not a fucking asshole, if I, the, I look at people's tractors and cows and shit like that, and and I don't, like, look at their ration and pick it up. I don't give a fuck what you're feeding. Right, it's, it's working gym. for you. Yeah. But my point is, is that here's a farmer giving me shit yeah. on social fucking media. Yeah. And I said that that my I think the words I used when we were talking to Catherine was Cuxpert. like No, that definitely was not it. Um was friendly fire. Like right. the consumers are not out here hating on us no. because they quite frankly don't know enough about what we do no. to even say clue. something hateful. Yeah. They're the ones asking questions, they want to know more. It's the farmers and our Fox. egg community yep. that turns around. Absolutely. Yeah. And is shooting yeah. shit at each other. Yeah. So that's out for 2024. Yeah. No, we're going to be, we're going to fucking end that shit. So the last thing for that part is I want to give an example of maybe the verbiage that I would use in an ad that's like not hateful versus what someone else would say that is hateful. So like the obvious example of what we're talking about here for slinging mud is the grass-fed guy who's promoting his beef by saying that grain-fed is bad for you. You know, you could write your ad like, and that's the fear-based marketing thing again, like grain-fed beef is bad for you. You should buy my grass-fed beef. Okay, like red flag. That's not how you promote your product. You know, you're never going to find a Yankee beef post that says... Grass-fed beef tastes bland. You should buy flavorful beef from me. Amanda Radke said that she buy she has flavorful beef. She did. That was so hilarious. Hi, Goonie. Hi. I want to say something. Okay, say something. Go ahead. What you will find on the Yankee Beef page is me just straight up promoting the product. Yep. I'm gonna say it's Black Angus beef. 
it's flavorful, high quality. I think we, I use the word premium a lot. But what you won't find is me throwing shade at someone else to make mine look better because that is shit. Mm-hmm. Jay, what's your favorite color steak? Pink. Pink steak. Pink steak. Yeah. Dark it ma- pink. Dark pink. Did you? Because it makes. Because it makes you big and strong. Yeah. Did you like your your fillet minions last night? Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay, say something. Donnie Kenny B. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, and I would like to to provide an analogy for that. So, years ago, we were at uh, we were lining up for the county fair. And to, for the parade. And, you and uh, I? Um, no, I don't know. Yeah, I think you were. Maybe. I don't know. It's a long time ago. And we're standing next to a claws chopper. And they the claws had put some like some filler plates behind the, the front feed roll grabbers, whatever. And I said to the salesman from our local crone dealer, I said, what are these for? And he goes, oh, they, they put them on there because... The knives were coming out, and, and they were going through guys' feet, cutting their legs off. And I was like, holy shit, like, what the fuck? Like, is that really a thing? And then I went and and, and spoke to the, the local... Claws guy. Brian Bliss. And yeah. uh, I was like, did that ever happen? And and he was just like, no. No, it never fucking happened once. Like, but fear marketing. Yeah. Like, that's... Yeah, this, you isn't, have to sell... this isn't restricted to the food space by any <laughs> no, means. No, it's fucking everywhere. If you have to sell your product by making another product person's product look bad, your product's not good enough. My point is, <laughs> stand on your own credentials. I'm going to tell you right now that when, when Dodge Chrysler came out with that ad at, at the Super Bowl... Winning. My thing is, like, and I just, I, once you're a Chevy person, you're a Chevy person. You know, like, but I'm telling you, I just, at that point, I think we had, what, six fucking Chevys? Yeah. I'd have traded every fucking one of them. Like, they, and they didn't come in there shutting down. They, they didn't they, mention Ford. They didn't mention Chevy. No, they made the most impactful ad of life. Yeah. Without even fucking talking about their competitors. Yep. Yep, talk about your own product, stand on your own credentials, and leave all the other, you know, options, just leave them alone. It has nothing to do with you. I truly feel like the Super Bowl has went downhill. The ads? The ads. Yeah. And and then now, I can't can't wait to see what kind of hoary shit goes on. For the halftime show? For the halftime show. I think they might have already released it. It would probably be like a fucking strip club. Pretty much. Okay, so the last thing that's in for 2024 is media (sighs) etiquette. Which is basically, in summary of all of this, that too. We're just challenging you to be better. Like, this is going to sound so corny, like, but you need to be the change that you want to see. Within this ag community, our generation, like, we're calling you out. Like, we are going to be, and I don't mean Joe and I, I mean all of us. We are going to be the ones that turn this shit around and make the egg community a great place to be and hang out. Proof was in the, the, the conference this weekend. Our generation was all like a little uneasy. Yeah, we, seen, we all are envisioning something a little different for the future. I think we witnessed some shit that we didn't like. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that, you know, we were asked to, to be more involved. Right. Yes. And and we we delightfully declined 
for not for forever now. Yeah. for now. And and that was very much well taken and understood, I believe. Yeah. Our last segment will be get to know us. This is actually kind of ironic when I read you this question. Okay. Do you have an irrational fear? That's the one. <laughs> I know. We inadvertently already yeah. talked about it, which I just I find funny. I have cancer. You don't. Well, I'm sure. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure. <laughs> if I was sure, I wouldn't. You're right. You're I swear to God, if I could, like, like take a blood sample every day and send it to the lab. And you would. Just, I would. I know you would. I don't think I have any irrational I fears. can tell you that I have less fears than I did three years ago. Sure. And which will lead up to our next podcast, which will will speak about mental health and changes, changes, and, yeah. and you know, I I I do remember living every day, figuring something was wrong. Someone was gonna die. Yeah. You oh, know, or okay. someone yeah. or myself or whatever. Right. I mean, I lived that for for like I don't know, like like twelve, ten or yeah, 10 or long 12 time. years. Yeah. I don't have an irrational fear. I used to have reoccurring dreams that made me fearful of deer. Do you remember that so time I'm period? Fucking hunting, slay, baby, slay. I will slay some deer, deer shit. I always used to have deer. dreams that like no, I, I would somehow encounter a deer and it would attack me and at the bottom of all of its legs were huge claws. And it would like rear up like deer do, but then it would like claw me. I've never, you've never told me that. Really? It was like, no. I, this was like not a one-time thing. Which... I'm not afraid of deer, like, in the flesh. You know what I mean? Like, but that is a, an odd recurring dream. Yeah. Probably someone would have a field day with that. <sighs> yeah, I mean, spiders and snakes, that's all. But I don't find those... I fucking hate snakes. Snakes are the devil. Like, well, I don't find that to be... Seriously? It's a very common fear. Like, I wouldn't call that irrational. No, no, no. But I'm, I fuck snakes, man. Snakes, all snakes should burn... No. Fuck the snakes. Give me a snake if he eats the mice that live in my house. No. I haven't got almost all the snakes. Or all the all the mice. Hmm. Um, what else? That's it. Oh. I thought I saw something on here. That's all there is and there ain't no more. Name that song. Are you listening? What? That's all there is and there ain't no more. No, I don't know. Hey, my. What is it? Uh, Commander Cody's Asleep at the Wheel. Who the fuck listens to shit? Like, I listen to fucking What is the name of the song? I don't know. <laughs> Hot Rod Lincoln. I've been trying to get JJ to experience some more music beyond Florida Georgia Line. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be, I'm telling you, it's going to be a problem. We did Charlie Daniels the other day on the way to school. He only thought it was fun because he swore. So you guys want to hear a funny story real quick to end this? So Erica has, we bought this new truck. It's uh, uh, it's not new. We bought it used. Um, but it's a Baby Max. Baby Max little three liter Duramax deal and it's a wonderful truck in the one corner of the the gauge cluster tells you whether it's in two-wheel drive or four-wheel drive and I was bitching about her truck when I was driving and I'm like this fucking thing the fucking two-wheel drive icon is the size of an ant's dick and JJ Siler <laughs> almost yeah, beat himself. Yeah, the giggles for like 20 minutes straight. I was so straight. pissed. And I was la- you know, I was so pissed because like, you can't tell. Like, it should say, you know, I mean. Yeah, it should be sizable be enough that I don't have to squint right, to find Right, pretty it. relevant. And, and I said that and Jay just started he fucking thought that was laughing. the funniest. All right, well, uh, it was wonderful talking to you guys. Um, thank you for all the messages. If you're listening, follow us on TikTok. Tell your friends to follow us on TikTok. All right. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next time. 